Legends of the Saints Nicholas and the Gold Coins by John Watechko Read by Jason Lycom Many, many years ago, in the land of Myra, there lived a man named Nicholas. Although he would go on to be known by many names, St. Nicholas, Nicholas of Bari, Sinterklaas, Nicholas the Wonderworker, he was just a person like you and me. He had a deep devotion to God and believed that the best life is the life lived by Jesus' example. Nicholas was born to noble and rich parents who were both devout Christians. They loved their son very much and were strong role models for the growing Nicholas. They spent their days feeding the hungry, giving alms to the poor, and tending to the sick. While serving the ailing members of their community, Nicholas's parents contracted a disease and passed away, leaving Nicholas orphaned at a very young age. This loss was very difficult for young Nicholas, who deeply loved his father and mother. But he prayed for his parents' souls and trusted that their faith in God would be rewarded in heaven. As Nicholas grew, he remained faithful to the church and her commandments. He attended Mass, prayed, respected his elders, treated friends and strangers like brothers and sisters, and asked for and, sometimes even more difficult, gave forgiveness when forgiveness was required. After much prayer and discernment, Nicholas was called by God to become a priest, a shepherd to his people, and not long after his ordination, he was consecrated Bishop of Myra at the tender age of thirty, garnering the nickname the Boy Bishop. Throughout his blessed life, Nicholas gave away the great wealth he inherited from his parents. He believed in the importance of helping those in need and knew there would always be someone whom he could help. Whenever he could, he would offer his assistance in secret, not wanting reward or recognition. This was very difficult at times, because Nicholas was a very well-known and beloved figure in the community. One of the most famous tales in Nicholas's kindness was when he helped a father and his three daughters in need. One morning, after presiding over Mass, Nicholas went to market to purchase fruits and nuts to share with the poor in his community. Practically everyone who passed Nicholas on his way recognized him and said hello. The market was bustling and boisterous as usual. Patrons shuffled from one stand to the next, money exchanged hands faster than it could be counted, and bags brimmed over with fresh fruits and vegetables. The air was filled with innumerable voices, each one trying to speak over the other. People shared gossip, condolences, congratulations, recipes, advice, and more. The mix of voices became a cacophony of conversation. One could hardly hear oneself think. Suddenly, as Nicholas was in the center of the raucous market, a thin, echoed voice penetrated the noise and made its way to Nicholas's ears. The other voices seemed to subside. Nicholas looked around him for the source of this airy voice, but couldn't find it. Yet he could hear this voice as if he were standing face to face with the person speaking. He felt calm and listened to the voice as people bustled around him. He heard the sweet voice piteously talk of a father with three daughters. 
The man had recently lost all of his money and, due to his weakened physical state, could not work to support his family. Without money, the family would surely starve. Now, in those days, there were no legitimate opportunities for women to work and make money to support their family. So, in order to save themselves from starvation, the three daughters would be forced into lives of degradation and depravity. Nicholas's heart fell when he heard of this horrendous circumstance. His spirit wept for the daughters who would be forced to lose their freedom and dignity, and for their father, who was powerless to save them. Nicholas understood very well what it was like to lose a family, but he could only imagine how much worse it would be to lose a family to evil. When the voice finished speaking, it evaporated as quickly and noiselessly as it had materialized, and the steady tumult of the market continued. Nicholas stood in silence, stunned. He knew he had just received a holy message sent directly from heaven. He bowed his head and thanked his heavenly Father for entrusting him with this message. He quickly finished his transactions with the vendors, blessing each one as he went, and hastened toward his humble abode, sharing his fruits and nuts with the poor he passed. When he returned home, he ate, held confessions, attended meetings, and prayed. In all his prayers throughout the day, he was thinking of the poor father and his three daughters, and the more he prayed, he knew it was his duty, as a bishop, Christian, and fellow human being, to help this family any way he could. When night came and his daily duties were done, he placed gold coins left to him by his parents into three leather sacks, tied them shut, and embarked on his journey to the unfortunate family's house. Covered by the blackness of night, so as to perform his generosity in secret, Nicholas trekked three hours until he reached the family's house. It was a small house, one floor, one door, one window, one family. But it was enough to be considered a home. Nicholas saw that the window was open and was about to discreetly throw his sacks of gold into the house when he heard a voice from inside. The poor father was praying, as he so often did, asking the Lord to bless him and his daughters. Nicholas, in turn, closed his eyes and joined the man's vocal worship with his own quiet prayers. My God, thy will be done, the father said in a choked whisper. It was apparent to Nicholas that the man was holding back tears, yet his faith in the Lord did not seem to waver. For we walk by faith, not by sight, Lord the man continued, his voice still quavering. You tell us that whatever we ask for in prayer, if we have faith, we will receive. Ask and it will be given. Seek and we will find. Knock and we will be let in. I ask you, God, to save my daughters. I seek, Lord, their happiness on earth that will lead to happiness in heaven. So here I am, knocking at your door. Nicholas, moved and inspired by the man's faith, thanked God for allowing him to witness this father's display of devotion. 
he then took his three sacks of gold and threw them into the open window. Naturally, this startled the father. But when he composed himself, he arose from his kneeling position and walked to the window to find out what had happened. When he approached the window, he saw the three leather bags sitting on the floor. As he picked up the first, he heard the bright jingle of coins, and tears began to form in the corner of his eye. He untied the bag, opened it, and the gold glittered before his eyes. Now the tears streamed from his face. He opened up the other two bags and knew this would be enough money to save his daughters. The man praised the Lord for his generosity, closed the bags, and scrambled to his feet. He needed to find out who gave him this money and thank them. He ran to the door and opened it and saw a figure walking away in the shadows. Wait, wait, who are you? Come back, the man shouted, and he ran to catch up with the shadowed figure. Thank you, thank you, God bless you, thank you, the man cried as he ran after Nicholas. The thankful father finally reached Nicholas and asked him to turn around. Please, who are you? I must thank you for what you did for me and my daughters, the man begged. Nicholas reluctantly turned to face the man. The man looked at the saintly gentleman in front of him and was puzzled for a moment. Finally, he spoke. You're Nicholas, aren't you? The Bishop of Myra, the man asked, confused. I am, sir, Nicholas said humbly. Nicholas, I am excessively grateful for what you've done tonight, but I do not understand your generosity. You don't know me or my daughter, sir. Why do you share your gold with us? The man was sincerely perplexed. Nicholas closed his eyes, opened them slowly, and deliberately answered the man. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Nicholas said calmly. The man looked at Nicholas the tears reforming in the corner of his eyes. Bless you, Nicholas, for saving my daughters, the man said, holding back his tears. It was not I who saved them. It is your faith that has saved you and your daughters, Nicholas said joyfully. Be watchful, he continued. Stand firm in your faith. Be courageous. Be strong, for nothing will be impossible with God. And with that, Nicholas nodded to the man, turned away, and began his three-hour journey home as the sun began to rise. The man, still stunned by the miraculous events of the evening, continued to praise the Lord as he walked slowly back to his house. Nicholas went on to do many wonderful and generous things for all of God's children and to perform amazing miracles. And although he tried to keep his good deeds hidden, tales of his saintly feats spread and would be told and retold for hundreds of years. Today, the legend of Nicholas is great, but the mission he lived by was quite simple. He served God with all his being and was always ready to help those whom God put in his path.
a production of We Are One Body Audio Theater.